Warning, this episode may make you tear up and get super nostalgic for the days that you didn't have kids, but we want you to know you are in the right place. If you have a little one between the ages of zero to five years old and you are struggling with maintaining friendships or just having friends, period, during this stage, you're going to love today's episode. Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to the Little Z's Sleep Podcast where we make getting sleep help easy. And since 2018, nearly every week, we have brought you an episode and you have helped rank this podcast as the number three pediatric podcast in the world. What? Yes, I am so thankful for all of you guys sharing and being here and rating and reviewing this podcast. It truly means a lot and we are so ever grateful for you. Today is a time where we are getting a guest who has been with us before back on the podcast. You know her as the female friendship coach from TikTok, but Danielle Vieira Jackson is an incredible wealth of knowledge. And she's also a young mother herself with a three-month-old and a three-year-old. So who else to better come on the podcast and help us understand how we can maintain friendships when we have young kids? This episode is rich and full of things that I hope and pray that you instantly start implementing. I know for me, one of the biggest things that she talked about was taking 10 seconds when you are thinking about your friend and actually acting on reaching out to them. So she will explain more of that. But let's jump into the episode with Danielle, where she covers how we can help maintain relationships in our friendships, even when we have children. You guys, we have the best person in the world to talk about how to maintain friendships when you're a mom, because Danielle is all of the above. A mom to a baby, a mom to a toddler, um, a mom with a career, and a mom who has friendships and probably no doubt like the rest of us struggles with maintaining friendships when you're in this stage. So I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is an important conversation. So I'm excited to jump in. Well, I reached out to you saying, Hey, I want to talk about the excuses that we make as young moms. Um, and, and I say young moms, meaning the mom who has young kids, right? So our audience has little ones zero to five years old. And that comes with a lot of excuses, um, why we can't do X, Y, or Z because no doubt we're putting our family first, but inside still, we need that connection. We need our girlfriends. We need those friendships to be there, especially when we're in the thick of this. So I'd love to talk with you about some tips you have on how we can maintain friendships when we are in these throes of babyhood and toddlerhood. Yeah. First of all, just like you said, I can relate right now. I'm I'm the thick of it. I've got a three-month-old, a three-year-old. And so I'm feeling all the things. And you know, I, I think we all know intellectually, like, ah, I know I need friends, but it's hard sometimes to, to, to buckle down and, and to make it happen, to pursue it intentionally. And so, you know, a couple of things specifically for moms, I know at the risk of sounding like a life coach, you know, and saying this, but first we have to realize it's a lot of it is our mindset in our language. That really is so powerful. So if we keep saying things like, I just don't have the time for all that, or, you know, things like that, we're already kind of limiting what we can do. And so, you know, we're moms, we are creative. We find a way to get it done. We just have to apply that same muscle to making time for friendships. So the same way we're problem solvers and we think on the fly, how can we apply those same, that same skill set for our own benefit? So one thing is to rethink what hangouts look like. If you are still picturing in your mind, uh, hours long brunches on the weekends and you're saying, oh, I don't have time for that. 
you're right. You probably don't have time to do that every weekend, but it's because you've associated socializing with a big grand occasion. Is it possible that it can look like inviting a friend to run an errand with you? I know that's not very sexy, but it's practical and necessary if you really want to clock some hours with your friends. So maybe that looks like saying, hey, you know, we're doing a grocery run. This one's going to take forever. You want to come with me and catch me up on what happened on your date yesterday? You know, and so, so little things like that, or if I'm taking my daily stroll with the kids, it might not be super exciting, but for a lot of women, a lot of times, all we need is a good cup of coffee and we can run our mouths and we're good to go. So can that be the backdrop upon which we catch up with each other? Can you come join us for our, our, our afternoon stroll? So no, there's not additional hours in the day, but can we layer the time that we already have? If I'm already doing laundry, you know, on a particular night every week, can I also call you? Research tells us that it only takes a 10 minute phone call to boost your mood. I certainly have time for that, to hear her voice and to connect in real time. And so can I, you know, make a, a phone call with her? And again, for moms who have limited time, can we create something that we refer to as a friendship ritual? I know a lot of times when it comes to hanging out, it's just just the mental labor of trying to figure out what to do, what time, what. So can I kind of take a lot of the pain out of that by saying, hey, every Friday morning is our catch up. I know for me, I have a, a mom friend who also has a toddler and a baby. And for the most part, we stick to Friday mornings around, around 10. Somebody's going to reach out to the other and say, hey, you free now? And it's 30 minutes while she's dropping her kid off and, and I'm nursing, but I know I'm going to see her or excuse me, talk to her every Friday. And that's a reassurance that I can have, that security, we're going to stay in touch and we don't have to constantly figure it out. Um, so those are a couple of things to keep in mind if we're trying to make friendship happen, but we're not quite sure how to tangibly do that. Yeah, I have a college friend who we kind of made this like, unsigned contract that like, Hey, when I can call you, we're just going to jump in. Like we're going to skip all the like, well, how's your day? What are you doing? Like whenever we can get in touch, we're just going to like jump straight into it. Right. And, and that has helped us because even though it's not every Friday and it's maybe every other month or once a month, it kind of relaxes the pressure of like, I've got to ask all the formalities and small talk before we get into it. But you know how that goes by the time you get through small talk and like warm up the conversation, it's time to be done. Um, and I love that concept of, of having that, uh, having that expectation that it's going to be in your day-to-day -day life. And it's going to be, while I love the, Hey, come to, come run, run an errand with me, right? Like come do these things that could be by yourself and could be, you know, easily add a buddy into, I think that's great. Yeah. And I'm definitely stealing what you just said. That is great about, okay, can we make a rule that we're skipping the formalities? Love that. Love that. Yeah. It takes so much pressure off of your conversation because that's the yeah. worst part. I hate that. <laughs> like this, all the small talk in the beginning. It's like, no, let's just, I know you're in a, in a hard spot. Let's talk about the hard spot, which, yeah. you know, definitely is, is helpful. I wanted to kind of read some of the excuses and some of the things that we pulled our community inside of the sleep society. And I just said like, Hey, what are some struggles you're experiencing as a mom um, with the little ones? And, and what are, what are the things that you really need some help with? So I'd love to read some of these and then have your take on what we, what advice we could offer for these moms. Let's do it. All right. So um, we have a mom who says that for her, it's a struggle to know how much of her own experience to share with a friend who's a new mom. So she's a little bit older in the stages. She has a toddler and she makes a friend who has a baby. And so she's struggling with this balance of it's hard to know when I'm giving emotional support versus feeling like you're constantly being like the advice giver friend. So that's her struggle. 
Yeah. So that's tough, right? Because we want to demonstrate our friendship by helping. And on the surface, it's a very uh, noble uh, cause, a noble objective. It's very admirable. However, in real time, from her experience, from her vantage point of the situation, it could look like, man, she sees herself as my mentor. She sees herself as my guide and friendship should be about we're peers, you know? And so even though you mean, well, yeah, I love the self-awareness of, oh gosh, maybe I might be advising too much. And so sometimes, it just looks like asking. And it's, I, I'm a big fan of whatever's in your mind. We're, we're sometimes halfway there because we're thinking it. Just transfer it to your lips. So in your mind, you're wondering, wait, is this too much? Does she want me to advise her or just listen? Bring it to your lips. Oh, that sounds really tough. Do you do you want some advice or do you just need to get it out? Because I'm listening. Just tell me how you're feeling. And that way we can let her direct us. Oh, I just need to vent right now. I'm tired of venting to my husband. I need somebody new. Okay, you got it. And maybe that looks like me saying like, God, that's really hard. Or, oof, I feel you. And letting that be enough instead of jumping into superhero mode, which while you feel like you're being helpful, could feel like something where she uh, senses that she needs to now uh, measure her words and filter herself because she just wants a friend, not an advisor. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's such a, I love that. Yeah. You're thinking it in your head. So why are we afraid to like actually bring it, bring it to life? Um, Okay. So I love this question, especially talking about maybe skipping the small talk and getting to the real stuff. But when you get to the real stuff, what if it's just all about your kids? And so this mom says that her struggle is that she doesn't want to just talk about her kids. She says, I desire to talk with ladies that are close to me about non-mothering topics and experiences, but our conversations so often pull towards mothering and everything that's involved in it. Don't get me wrong. I love my boys, but I want to talk about other things. So she's unsure of like how to navigate this. Oh my God. I appreciate this so much. You know, it's so hard not to get sucked into mom life and it becomes our identity and we're overwhelmed. And so I get it. I get the temptation. I fall into it myself. But if you find yourself thinking, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I can only talk about diaper rash cream for so long, I'm with you. One thing I like to suggest is to very tenderly, very suavely direct the conversation through um, inviting them into a different topic instead of directing them, just invite them. And so maybe we have talked about, you know, our kids and their new eating habit or whatever. Once there's a pause, I might say, so what's going on that's like not baby related, right? Because sometimes I'm like, I need to get back to me or what's, what are your exciting passions or what's something new you did this week? That's like not kid related because I'm tired of talking about these, these little brats, you know, we can make it playful. It doesn't have to be serious. And that way kind of, it's a, it's a gentle reminder of what else you have going on, mom, because I know there's so much more to you than just mom. And so it's a way of, of subtly saying, I'd like to talk about something else while saying it very directly, but it's gentle, it's playful, and it offers an invitation into something new. And sometimes we just need a friend to kind of like turn our head on a swivel and be like, honey, look over here. There's other stuff over here. We just need a friend sometimes to to bring us out of that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So we have a lot of COVID moms that are talking about like, I had a baby in March, 2020 or anytime in, in 2020, and they truly feel isolated. They literally don't know where to go. And I think that this is a common thing. I'm seeing this throughout all these comments. People literally are like, I don't know where to go. One person was like, I tried joining peanut, the you know, peanut app mm-hmm. and thought I'd find friends there. I didn't find friends there. Some of them aren't They're They're, you know, they still have babies. So they're not going to playgrounds and they really do feel so isolated. So what can a mom do in this situation? And they literally feel like they have no one, but they want someone so desperately. Yeah, totally. You know, I always say that friendship begins with rapport and rapport begins with hello. And sometimes we put pressure on ourselves. Like I I need friends. I need to make friends and that will come. But first, 
connection comes before that. And a lot of us, I recently read something that says we just need one meaningful social connection every day, just one. So can we just start there instead of being overwhelmed with uh, the, the awareness that we don't have friends? Can we just start by positioning ourselves for a moment of connection and see where that leads? So maybe that looks like, you know, I'm, I'm walking the baby outside, maybe at the same time every day to kind of introduce some routine into my life because I'll naturally see some of the same people doing the same things during that time because we're creatures of habit. Maybe all I, I really need to do is be saying hello to the mom who's always in her yard around that same time or when I go with the baby to grab a coffee or whatever it is, making sure I look approachable and not in my phone and I'm smiling and I'm showing people I'm warm and I'm receptive to any kind of approach you would want to, you would want to make. Um, and sometimes that is, is, is helpful in getting us started. And just, can you just have a conversation and think, okay, that felt good. I needed that. Now, if you have a conversation with somebody and you're intrigued, now I have to do the work of keeping momentum. Maybe I get her Instagram handle or say like, Hey, would you be open to, to connecting? And I, I grab some momentum from that first interaction, but sometimes just take the pressure off. How can you intentionally position yourself for a little more connection and then gradually turn those um, into friendships? Okay. I'm going to tie in your latest podcast episode with what you're just saying. And you had the connection of the attachment styles and friendship. And one of the Mm -hmm. pieces that you and your guests talked about was how you saw your mother and her friendships, right? And how you kind of perceive that. And I kind of want to bring something up because I can tell that some of these women are struggling with, well, like, isn't that kind of selfish that I like want to be away and I want to have my own friendships. And I think that if we very much like sleep, like it can very easily turn into like, well, that's selfish that I want to sleep. It's like, actually, no, it's very healthy for you and your child to get this sleep. It's actually in turn from your conversation, it's very healthy for you to model for your children what it's like to have a friendship. And I think that's such an important piece for these women. Yeah, I think I, I love that. And as, as moms, we are so self-sacrificial and we are so, you know, well, it's, it's about my babies, what they need right now. And I understand like psychologically, it's very demanding in a lot of ways. You're responsible for keeping this little thing alive. That's a lot. However, if we stop seeing it as competing desires. Well, I want to do some stuff for me, but I have to do stuff for the kids. They go together. The thing I need to do for my kids is a carve out time with my girls. Um, you know, in, in 2000, they, they did a study with women to see what our range of stress responses were. And many of us are already familiar with fight or flight, but that originally was done, um, with men. And so they said, let's do that again with women. And they realized that we have two more stress responses tend and befriend, meaning when we're stressed, we either go to who we uh, deem as more vulnerable to go and tend to them, or we go to our friends and we go and gather with other women. And when we come together with other women and we're stressed, it actually increases oxytocin, which reduces cortisol, the stress hormone. And so we feel better after coming together with friends. When you look at it that way, I always joke, my husband's like, oh, what are you going to go talk to your friends about it? And I'm like, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So I don't strangle you right now. Okay. And so when we come together with our friends, we feel better. We can give more to our kids. You know, if you have a, a, a partner who is maybe not totally open to you going and spending time with friends, let him, you know, let that partner see when you come back home, man, thanks, babe. I needed that. I needed that. I feel better. Everybody benefits. When mom is feeling good, she's feeling seen, and she got to operate in a space that's not just mom. And so you really do need this. And we have to start talking about friendship from a wellness perspective. You need it for your physical, mental, and emotional health. And kids need to see mom be friends. How are we going to kind of, you know, push their little tush on the playground and say, go make friends? And they're thinking, 
I don't know how to do that. You have never shown me how to do that. So they have to see us do it too. And you don't have to think, well, I've got to be good at this for my kids. They need to see us say, oh, I'm a little nervous, but I'm going to go see a new friend or mom's going to see a new friend today. They need to see that be normalized as well. And so as long as, long as we can see that being friends is something my kids really need to see, and I'm probably their first example of that, it might release you from some of the mom guilt you experience when you pursue that. This is such a solid information. Like you're, it is truly amazing to me how we put so much guilt on ourselves for things when we're putting, you know, we, we're the ones who have to care and, and, and tend to our family. And if we're not tending for ourselves and what matters, I think that's, yeah, definitely so, so solid. Um, okay. So kind of digging into your personal, where you are and baby and and toddlerhood, you talked about, you have a friend on Friday, but like, can you give us any more like inside the friendship coaches day-to-day life as a (laughs) mother of a baby and a toddler, any other like things that you do that you probably are just like, well, that's normal, but actually it's gold. So what other things do you do to maintain your friendships? Yeah. So one thing I do is I've tried to get in the practice of, um, you know, we hear that phrase, if you see something, say something, and they are referring to something totally different, but it can apply to friendship as well. So a lot of times I'll feel bad because I'm like, oh God, I, I'm not being able to go out as much as I'd like to in this season. I can't go do lunch dates the way that I used to. And so there's a temptation. There's a moment where you can spiral and think, oh, well, I'm, I'm not going to have that. When's the next time I can have that? And, and, and we're doing too much. Instead, work with what you've got right now. So maybe I tell a friend in real time, if I see something that reminds me of her, I go automatically to sending it to her, whether it's a video, a voice note, a picture, but it's those things that keep us connected and top of mind. We don't always have to get together to stay in touch. And so a lot of us feel like that's my only option. And if I can't do that, I'm losing touch. What things can you be doing between those connection opportunities of being together that keep you like massaging and nurturing the friendship in the meantime. Hey, I'm thinking of you. I saw this thing. It reminded me of last summer. I thought you'd get a laugh. I'm sending it to you. You probably do that when you're circulating, you know, Target, you see a funny mug or some, some, you know, jeans that are coming back in style for with Gen Z. And you're like, oh my God, remember when we used to have that moment, that moment where you're thinking of your friend, take that 10 seconds and send it to her. That helps to nurture the friendship. Another thing I do is I I know my future self and she is forgetful. And so, for example, recently I had a friend tell me about a doctor's appointment that's coming up. I know that I am going to forget that. So as she was saying, I said, oh, what's the date of it? Okay. April 25th. Oh, okay. In the moment, put it in my calendar and put at four o'clock, ask her about appointment so that when it comes up, I can say, oh, how is that appointment? And that's not, you know, to be misleading, but I need that reminder. These are the kinds of things that leave an impression with that friend. Like, wow, she remembered or at least cared to put in her calendar, but wow, she remembered. I, I feel connected to her that I really appreciate that. It feels good to be seen. And so, you know, how can I put reminders on my phone to remind me to reach out to a friend or of her birthday or a big thing she says coming up with the baby. He's getting shots next week and we're all nervous. I'm going to put that on my calendar. Hey, how were his shots? How did he do? Um, Little things like that. I've also noticed that for me, texting is seemingly so simple, but for me, you know, it requires a lot. Or maybe we see the text and then the baby spit up and you by the time you tended to that, you forgot. And so can we do quick voice notes? There are apps like, you know, Voxer or videos like Marco Polo, but it lets you communicate on your time. So maybe you can just send a quick voice note uh, whenever you have two seconds. You can do that holding the baby. It takes no effort, but now she can hear your voice and it humanizes the experience instead of texting all the time. Now it humanizes it a little more 
And then finally, I've noticed that I have to get my shared experiences, which bond us as friends. I have to get those in a new way now. It used to be going to music festivals. That ain't happening anytime soon. So how can we have a shared experience together that my lifestyle accommodates? So for example, can we agree to both watch this new show on Netflix that everybody's talking about? And by the end of the week, we'll get together and debrief. Did we love it? Did we hate it? But that way you can watch it on your time. I'll figure out how to watch it on my time, but I know we're coming together on Friday to to discuss and to talk about it. Maybe we get a glass of wine and, and we FaceTime. Okay. What did you think? But I had that experience of watching the show with you. It just wasn't in real time. That could go for also, you know, listening to a podcast. Oh, everybody's talking about this, this podcast episode, you know, let's watch and, and discuss our thoughts. But, you know, how can I create an experience that is still flexible enough that we can all do it in our own time, but I can rest assured that we're going to come together and debrief together and have those, those laughs and that connection. So we just have to get creative. We've never had to do it before. And then, you know, one final tip I'll give is um, if you know you're going through a season where you cannot be out and about like you used to. And I've heard from a lot of moms in my sessions that they're kind of mourning the woman they used to be and feel guilty about saying that. You mourn the spontaneity you had, you know, before kids and, and the version of yourself. And that's okay. Um, to telegraph where you are. So I know that, you know, recently, especially being in the later stages of pregnancy, I could not go out. I didn't have much bandwidth physically to do it. I just couldn't do it. And then having the baby, you know, I totally underestimated. I was like, oh, when this, when this baby pops out, then let's get back. No, Danielle, that's not happening. You need to heal yourself. You know, the baby needs to connect with you. You got to stay home. And so I started calling them my hibernation friends. These are friends who I know I'm about to go tucked away for a little bit. And I'm not available. I can't even pretend like I'm going to try to be available. And I know it's going to last for, for a good couple of weeks. Can I let you know that so that you're not thinking, oh, I guess she's, you know, fell off the face of the earth. I guess she's not invested in our friendship anymore. I guess she's too busy for, before you even make meaning of my distance, let me tell you what it's about. And let me reassure you, I'll be back. Now this only works if I don't do this all the time. If I don't ghost and then I come back because then, you know, there's some trust issues there, but can I telegraph, Hey, it's really crazy for me right now. I need you to know I'm thinking of you, but in like a month or so we are getting that margarita and we are catching up. I just realized that all my examples have to do with happy hour <laughs> and I apologize for that. God's still working you know on me. Okay. But it's but, the, it's the best time of the day. You can be home for bed by eight and you can be out of the house for bedtime. So you get it. You get it. Okay. So whatever that connection thing is that you guys do, you know, mocktails, you know, but how can I telegraph just for reassurance? I think a lot of us, you know, I'll, I'll end with this. I think a lot of us make a lot of meaning of that, that silence and you know, currently I'm, I'm, I'm writing a book on the subject and that's one of the things I'm honing in on because we make a lot of decisions when it's quiet to protect ourselves. Oh, I guess she doesn't have time for me anymore. Or I guess she's so wrapped up with the baby. I don't want to bother her. Who told you that? You told you that. What evidence do you have that she's not available or not interested? So since we know that we think that way, can I, I lead by telling her, just so you know, I'll be back around, but it's a, it's a crazy season for me right now. And I look forward to connecting when things slow down. Y'all, if you are sitting here thinking, wow, Danielle is really helping me build better female friendships. That's exactly what she does. It's exactly her company. So can you please tell us where we can find more information, how we can like binge all of your episodes and get just more help? 
Yeah, yeah. So the business is called Friend Forward and everything's at betterfemalefriendships.com. We made it really easy, but I can help you with in, in whatever way that is best for you. So we have a course uh, that can help women and that's self-guided. There's a one-on-one coaching session. If you're like, I need to talk to somebody, but I'm tired of talking to my spouse and I feel like my friend's maybe don't get it, or it feels risky to say this to my friends, then that's what I would be here for. And then finally, we have a group coaching program where there's other women who are equally intentional. We're trying to figure it out together. And it's kind of nice to have that support. So everything lives on betterfemalefriendships.com. And I really look forward to seeing women over there. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. This was incredibly helpful. Thank you for having me. Danielle, thank you ever so much for being with us. Y'all, if this podcast is something that you took so many great little nuggets from, would you send it to your friend? Would you send it to someone that you truly love and you want to really get back into connection with? I think even just taking 10 seconds and sharing this with them and let them know that you're thinking of them, you guys start to create some ideas on how you can just start to create habits in your life to have those lines of friendship open. If this podcast has been something you have been consistently listening to through the years, but you have yet to rate or review, would you just scroll down wherever you are listening on your podcast host and tap that little five stars, hint, hint, wink, wink, and leave us a review. Again, we are so grateful for all the years of bringing episodes to you about friendship, motherhood, sleep, and beyond. Sweet dreams. See you next time. Oh,